Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Welcome to this week's episode of the Nintendo Shack Podcast, Turkey Day Hangover. I hope both you, uh, Donnie and Delvin, had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We are back in the shack to talk all about that and Nintendo news from the week. How are you guys today? Good. Almost felt like we forgot we were on the podcast for a second. Rebecca's face, she's like... Oh, <laughs> we're like okay. So the intro, I don't. Maybe it was just on my end. The intro, like normally, like it, it goes like for like a second longer, but it, like kind of cut off before the music mm, was over, and then uh, I was on there. Maybe that was just me. We're, we're I was like, oh no, start. I wasn't ready. I will off say this: terrible start. Usually, <laughs> when the intro starts, I don't see none of it because it all freezes up until I see you guys face on the screen. Oh, <laughs> but this time oh it played gosh. through perfectly. I'm like, oh, okay. That's that Florida internet for you. Yeah. That's wow. That. Crocodile internet. <laughs> we, we've uh, we've changed streams. Oh, I did have uh, I had somebody reach out to me last week. <laughs> it was it was through somebody else. So this is like secondhand regurgitation. Okay. Somebody told me that they told them that they didn't like our show because I constantly talked over Rebecca. And then I went back to listen to it, and what it was is that the mix because I had to mix recordings. The mixes Uh-oh. are like a second and a half off. So I'm kind of coming in right as Rebecca's ending a lot. And it sounds like, I swear to you, that's not how we podcast. You know, you know, I was going to say, if anything, if anything, I'm interrupting you and Delvin more. I was like, wow, they really think I'm out here just crushing this girl. I had to, I had to like adjust it because like, for some reason, the mix was like off just like a second. That makes a difference. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, it made a difference because it sounded like we were just talking about melon problems. Also. Hopefully, no, we no. don't have any more melon problems. Um, I've been working with them. Uh, PSVG went fine. Now, here's the thing: everything I did for PSVG, I didn't do today. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, but I'm, I'm kind I'm of going to have to use it later today, by the way, because I'm doing XP. I'm kind of hoping that the browser switch is actually maybe the the fix, and that's kind. Of, I honestly didn't want to do everything, right? Like they kind of do one so thing at a time and what, see what yeah, works. What the problem is. So we'll see if the browser switch, if we're good, then we're good. And we'll just leave it alone. Um, if not, then because um, like last week for PSVG, I switched browsers. I restarted my router. I turned off the Internet around the house. Like I was literally like we are going to eliminate every possible thing. So the Fingers Internet crossed. is on. Um, I did not reboot my router, but I did switch browsers. So we'll see how this works. Okay. Donnie, tell your friend to tell their friend to tell their friend that uh that you don't talk over me i talk over they you. also uh he also yelled at me and i and i've seen this in um when we post when i post the podcast i've seen this in in uh, anchor a little bit people get mad we don't talk about nintendo games like exclusively <laughs> nintendo games like that's like oh it's a nintendo show with no nintendo games guys we talk it, about the games that we're going to play like, also if we only done. talked about nintendo stuff today the show would probably be over in like five minutes yeah, yes. I mean, it's, it's not even that. We've done this for 300 plus episodes. Like, if you're just figuring this out now, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't you. know what to tell you, man. Yeah, like, 
Uh, I have uh, some bad news for that person because I am exclusively going to be talking about the Steam Deck today instead of the Nintendo Switch. So. Oh, no. Uh, if, if, if y'all close want. out of the podcast now. Go find another one. <laughs> I mean, I think we do a good job. I remember uh, Carol and I, we did like three months on Fire Emblem. <laughs> like it was all Fire Emblem for months, like an entire that. season. That's all we talked about. Uh, we did Mario and we did Tears of the Kingdom. Like when, when we get things to talk about, we do. Um, but yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about what we want to talk about. Um, Don't worry if y'all want to talk about like old. It's NES our games. podcast. <laughs> like it's our podcast. <laughs> y'all want to hear about some star traffics, baby? <laughs> oh God. Okay, if you, if we want to do Swift Shack, we're going to do Swift Shack. Right, get over it. So true. And tonight is her last show in 2023, the last show in uh, Brazil before she takes a couple months off until February. Then she's going to go to Japan. Man. Yeah. Today was the last uh, F1 day, too. Season's over. Wow. All over. The, the, coming the to a close. coming to a close. I know it is. Mm-hmm. How was you didn't answer? How was your Thanksgivings? <laughs> I can't wait to hear this one. I don't think we should tell that story. <laughs> I'll give it a bridge version of it. Um, <laughs> it was interesting. It was very interesting, especially considering that I had to go out there and like save like two Thanksgivings. Oh, yeah, that was like a, a wild situation where the one that was supposed to be planned at my house, well, not at my house, at my in-laws' house, they had nothing, and I gave money for them to get stuff for it. Like, hey, here's our stuff. And nothing was planned. Nothing was set out. They had nothing. Damn. Like nothing. No turkey. No no ham. Nothing. Can't start making the turkey that day. (laughs) And they were like, oh, you need you to get the stuff. I'm like, and I already had planned with my girlfriend that day to get some of like the last things she needed for Thanksgiving. Because she had rented this nice, fancy hotel out for her family to come and stuff with a cool Ooh. balcony and stuff. And it was like, she was like, hey, go get that stuff and then come to the house and we can just, you know, while we're setting up, we can have a little fun. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't sound like a bad Thanksgiving so far. Well, no, 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 no. That sounds a no, pretty sweet, pretty sweet No fun was had. <laughs> oh, no. I ended up oh, spending the I'm whole sorry. day just getting stuff for two houses for Thanksgiving. It Man. was insane. Aww. It was just annoying. And I had no fun all week. <laughs> well, I'm sure that they really appreciated your help. And Fuck that is the true meaning of Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, it isn't. Be thankful, <laughs> No, absolutely Chad, not. Chad has called you the Batman of Thanksgiving. And I like that moniker. I think that one will stick. <laughs> that is, yeah. Well, at least I'm not the Nightwing of Thanksgiving. That's true. <laughs> no, it could be worse. Just be much remember worse. that for Christmas. Remember that for Christmas and maybe plan ahead for them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll pay Maybe it'll pay itself back, right? You put good into the world, maybe you'll... You'll reap that. That's not how that works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a little bit. (laughs) Well, what about you, Donnie? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, Great. Yeah. Melissa made the turkey this year in the, her, she's got like an Instapot, like a cooker thing. And you, you close and seal. And I swear it's the, I think it's the best turkey I've ever had. Oh, I was like, I don't understand why more people don't do this. Like, this should be a thing, especially wow. after I watched like copious amounts of hours of TikTok of people lighting themselves on fire and trying to deep fry turkeys. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many people that like kill themselves every year trying to deep fry a turkey. Yeah, don't deep fry your turkey, guys. 
we had the most uneventful, like you just put now, obviously you got to have a smaller Turkey, right? We're not feeding like 30 people. Um, so we just put our little Turkey in the, in the instant pot and she turned it on and we had dinner and it was, it was fantastic. So, um, nice and low key. Yeah. Yeah. We're just home alone this year. Like, um, everybody left, like all the other folks went to different houses, which is honestly what I said. That's what I was thankful for. Like at the table, I was like, I am thankful that we were not in somebody else's house. We didn't have to drive. (laughs) There aren't like kids screaming and the temperature in the house isn't set to 78. Like I'm very, (laughs) very relaxed and I'm very uh, comfortable here in my own home. um, hanging out. Uh, doing Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving with the fam. We Everyone up, get uh, away from me. Yeah, yeah. We put up the the, the Christmas tree, which has been kind of a nightmare already. And um, I, I, so we alternate trees every year because my wife and daughter they like the Martha Stewart. Our tree is an accessory to the home, the theme. This is the we're going to take photos of it tree, and I like the I grew up in 1992 tree. Like I want tinsel and big lights and dumb ornaments and I want it to be full and, you know, so every year we rotate between the girls tree and the fun tree. As Jack and I call it, like this is the fun tree. You should just get two trees, get one tree that's aesthetic and one tree that is gaudy. Maybe. I don't know. It's like, I don't like that idea for a lot of reasons. One, my house ain't that big. Uh, Two, I don't want to carry. You also have a lot of pets. I don't want to carry two trees. (laughs) <laughs> just like this the carrying and the storing of two trees sounds awful i think i would give up on my tree versus carrying two trees um just, just do like i do it just buy the small, charlie brown tree the little small the little yeah tree. like the table yeah. tabletop tree yeah so we had um we had I, so this year's the fun tree i have these big fluorescent bulb lights that like heat up and like old school like if you barely like they pop they'll look they'll explode on the floor and stuff oh um, so we wrapped the tree. Victoria wrapped it up and down this year for the first time ever. And we've already lost three strands. It seems like <laughs> after they've run for about an hour, they just, the first one always burns out. And then yeah. the cats have broken a half dozen other bulbs. Um, Jack decorated it. And then I told Jack, I was like, we need to put more decorations on it. And we had like a 30 minute back and forth about there was absolutely nowhere else to put decorations on it. According to him. And then Melissa put like a hundred more ornaments on it. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> and she just put a bunch more ornaments on it. But yeah, like the tree has just been a constant thing. The cats are just tearing this thing to pieces. So we'll see if it makes it to uh, to Christmas. I don't know. Probably. But I told trees Melissa, are hard like, with with having pets, especially uh, if you get a live tree. Just forget about it with pets. Oh, they're they're having a blast. They think this is they like they literally. It's just a tree of toys just hung for them yeah. you know just balls and things for them to bat around doom is particularly fond of our pokeball he keeps taking the pokeball off and then oh. batting the pokeball around the house so yeah it's pretty fun <laughs> but a uh, lot lots of games were played um but mostly it's just been me chilling around watching movies and stuff good that's a good yeah. uh relaxing thanksgiving uh for you? the first time yeah for the first time we traveled uh to like it, out somewhere far in pennsylvania in the mountains it's like towards oh, pittsburgh like, to the netherlands us, <laughs> no 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 just like five out like so you can drive for five hours in pennsylvania and still be like in the middle of pennsylvania 
Uh, so we were somewhere in the mountains That's and right. my cousins own like this house in the mountains that they rent out for Airbnb, uh, but they can keep it for holidays or whenever they want to go up there. So uh, we stayed there for Thanksgiving. It was my cousins, my aunt and uncle. Um, some of their friends came over. There was a lot of people, like some people who I didn't know, some people who I haven't seen in a long time. Um, but Josh came and my parents came and, uh, it was nice. It was like kind of cool to be somewhere else. We only stayed for two days. Um, it, there was a lot of really good food because my aunt is like this older Italian woman and like just such good food. It was so amazing. Um, but. I uh, did a lot of like semi socialization. I'm not like a big socialization person for people who I don't know, uh, but it was cool just to be there and like see people and eat food and be in the car for five hours. I didn't have to drive. So that was the nice part. Nice. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. It's good. And you know what happened was uh, the day that we were leaving on Wednesday, I was expecting my Steam Deck to be delivered by 9 p.m. that day. And I'm like, well, there's no way. Like, we have to leave in the morning. There's no way it's going to be delivered in time. And so, like, I'm getting ready. It's the morning. It's, like, almost, like, 1130. We have to, like, get ready to go. And we're all, we're in the car, me and Josh. And, like, I am, like, feeling around. I'm like, oh, my God, I think I left my phone inside. And so I go back in the house to get my phone. And when I get in there, Josh is calling me and he, and I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Like I found my phone. You didn't have to call it. And he was like, no, no, no. The UPS guy is coming up to your house right now. And I'm like, wow. Oh my God. So I was able to get my steam deck package and take it right in the car with me for the trip. It was great. It's a festivist miracle. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And so I kind of spent the trip like setting that up and like downloading games. I love it. It's really great. I know we have some questions about it, but like um, I am on board with what Garrett said that one time where the Steam Deck and the Nintendo Switch is like the perfect combination of games. Yeah, systems. I agree. Nice. Yeah. How's, I, um, I got the OLED, the OLED. How do you like the, the size difference? It is bulky. I don't like it's that. Chunky, it's not right? as heavy as I thought right, yeah. it would be. Like it looks a lot heavier. Um, I'm not like super used to like the D pad being like way over here and like these things. Like I'm still getting used to oh, those. You don't things. like those grub tastic track pads? Grub tastic. Did you see Grub and I we're feuding? No. Yeah, he got the OLED and he's talking about how great it is, and he called my ally trash. Wow. His basis for it, he said it doesn't have trackpads. I'm like, we're out here talking about trackpads. That's the worst part of this D deck. (laughs) I actually don't mind it. It, This one doubles as a D pad. He likes them. Um, As he put put out, he made a very good point. He said um, he likes them for like emulator setup and stuff, like the convenience of being able to do that. Yeah. And I and I actually and I'm I'm joking. We 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 just make fun of each other. Um I understand the convenience for having a trackpad for that. When I had my ally and I was setting up all that stuff, I just plugged into an external monitor and just used a mouse. It's not like I'm using them all the time. But I also mm-hmm. like never ever play a game that requires a mouse. Like if you're like, hey, you gotta play a mouse keyboard, I'm just not interested in that game. I don't like um, that either. Yeah. So for me, just just personally, I'm not taking shots at the trackpad unless Rob 3000 is listening, then absolutely I am. Um, for me, I would rather just not have them. Like, they just do me no no good. So I don't really like them the way it looks on there. But I understand yeah. that the functionality that it provides is pretty nice. Yeah, they help. Yeah. yeah the screen is beautiful. I love the OLED. Everything really pops. 
Uh, it's very everything's like very easy. Like I already have Game Pass set up on it. Like that was I actually had Josh do that for me. That was supposedly easy. Are you doing um, it through the, I, the browser? Like streaming? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's all working out fine. It's easy. All I have to do is click a button and it's there. Nice. Um, and then I already have uh, some mods set up for some of my games. That was really easy to do. Yeah. Um. I feel like that comment by G-Man is sarcastic. Thank goodness he was looking out for you. I made him set it up for me because I was like, I don't want to do this. Garrett sent me a video. I didn't feel like doing it. So I'm like, could you do it for me? Nice. And it worked. Um, what a world to live so in. So yeah, I'm, I'm in the Steam deck. You, right, yeah, I know Del and I are thinking the same thing. Can you just, can you just do this? I don't want to do this. I need a Josh. Like here. Take don't this. we all? <laughs> <laughs> what a charmed life. <laughs> Listen, I did the mods by myself, so I am an independent woman who don't need no Josh. I don't want to be independent. I was like, do shit for me. <laughs> independent is overrated. <laughs> yeah, I think the independence is having people do things for you. Yeah. <laughs> something more independent than that? Yeah. That's called a boss. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I uh, bought way too many games on the aut- the Steam Autumn Sale. Sure. Uh, Yarden sent me a couple games. Shout out to Yarden, hooking me up with, with some good Yarden stuff. Yarden sent me some games um, too. Like Yarden is a real ones. one. Yeah, he's a real one. I was one. like, whoa, dude, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, shout out, good stuff. Yarden sent me um, shit. Fuck off, Yarden. <laughs> Dare you. <laughs> Listen. Um, but yeah, I uh, definitely see the Switch and Steam Deck being my like combo because I've been playing more handheld kind of like as time goes on, I feel like. There's still some games that I prefer like on the Switch on the TV, but sometimes I just like want to be in bed or I like I just want to be like moving around the house. Forever. I like the handheld. I don't know. Tears of the Kingdom. No, I played no, no, you know what? I take that back. I played a lot of Mario Doc. I did. I exclusively play my yeah. Switch on TV now. I just look at like okay. another home console now. And if a Steam Deck's the one I take out with me. Okay, that's fair. Oh. The heck is that? What's what is that? Which ones? Which one? The, the, the weird the one. This that's one. The backbone. This is the backbone. Remember we were talking about a couple weeks ago. I told you I was gonna get it from my phone. This is the. Backbone. That's your phone. This yeah. is my old phone. Yep, and it comes out. And it just plays. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. It's weird. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. Rebecca's like, I don't like that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like a little switch light. Okay. What do you play on that? Uh, um, um, my- <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the anime girl clearly on the screen. <laughs> What are you doing? That's everybody's golf. But, um, be all sorts of things. Let's everybody's see, golf looks a little different than what I remember. Exactly. <laughs> here we go. Let's see if that comes into focus. Yo, Stardew. There you go. Oh, that's dope. Okay. Oh, beautiful. Don't you have like four other devices you can play Stardew Don't on? Don't we all? Don't we all, Rebecca? Yeah, Don't so you? True. So true. Four more. <laughs> Like that has stopped any of us from doing this. Yeah, so true. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm not one to talk. Um. Anyway, I uh, am 
playing and buying. I'm actually playing stuff. So like, I don't like, it's okay if I'm buying a lot of stuff because I'm playing a lot of stuff. So there we go. Yeah. Nice. I bought a bunch. Of Wait, can I talk about real quick? Just one of the games. Yes. Um, yes. Let's do it. It's one of the ones from the indie direct last week. Moonstone Island. I started mm. that. Um, oh. oh my gosh. It is. Uh, I'm playing it on the Steam Deck, but it's also on the Switch. I think it like was originally just on PC, but like now it came to Switch. And it is. I'm very picky about my uh, farming sim like harvest moon sturdy valley clones uh this one i feel like is one of the real ones because it is like a clone of stardew meets pokemon meets like like it, mostly those two but like there's some elements of other games in there too you are this little witch that has um an alchemist i'm sorry who is leaving home for the first time and they procedurally generate islands for you so your game will look different than everybody else's and um you have to like m- decide where you want your home to be you meet all of the different people in the village you can do farming you can do like these pokemon that like i picked a starter i picked sheep he's like a little fire sheep he's so freaking cute and um you like can like catch these pokemon and farm and meet villagers and customize and it is just so cute and i'm having a blast with it it is adorable i like that one a lot that'll be the next game from game freak be Pokemon farmer. Yeah. That'll be like the next generation. They'll just they'll just take this idea and run with it. Probably they should. They should do something like that. I think um, you know if you if you like those cozy like indie farming life sim type games, but you want something a little bit different, check out Moonstone Island. It's very cute. Nice. Okay. Very good. You guys been playing anything that you want to talk about? I've just been buying shit, random shit. Yeah. Shit I don't need. Shit I don't, I don't, I don't care yeah. about. Just like here you go. I bought. <laughs> Daddy's gonna laugh at me. I bought. I bought Golem because it was ten dollars. I know I'm not gonna never play it. <laughs> just bought yeah. it. Just like it. I played it. Like it's ten dollars. <laughs> Let's go, shouldn't. baby. Wait, isn't that that you game that's should. horrible? Yes. It's, that's it's the game not. Daddy, what? Why would you spend ten dollars on that? Because it was ten dollars. Yeah. I have. I have a oh problem. My God. I bought it for three. I got it for three bucks. <laughs> Three sounds like too much. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to lie to you. I played it. It's not as bad as I was expecting it to be. For everybody, it's like, this is the worst game ever. It's not that bad. It's not good, though. Like, by no means is it good, but it's not that bad. I played the worst game ever, and it's called The Walking Dead Destinies. Oh, I played the worst game ever, and it's it's called This Trash You Got Me Going On. Damn. (laughs) What is that? What What is that? Exactly. What is that? Exactly. What is that? What What is even that? That's the Atari. Looks like Tech Mobile. It's you. It wishes it looked like <laughs> Tech Mobile. That's the problem with all these games on this thing. Yeah. Is it wished? It wished it was Tech Mobile. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <sighs> wait, till, wait till you get to play like ET and all the fun games. No, <laughs> I've heard about that game. This damn thing. I don't know. If, I don't know if this thing is is awesome or wild or racist. I can't figure it out. All of the like, above. <laughs> like this That's is... the answer. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to stop. I don't want to. I don't want to step over your time, Delvin. I'll talk about it no, here in a no, minute. No, we can talk about it right now. It's, it, talk I, about I, Gollum I'm being aware. terrible. I'd rather play Gollum than any of these <laughs> damn games. I am well aware of the Atari and the legacy it has, and yes, it started a generation of video gamers, but also 
I'm just not a good generation. (laughs) (laughs) There are some good games on Atari, and then there are most of the ones that look like blocks fighting. And I'm quite sure Donnie played the ones that like blocks fighting. So bad. Yeah. I want to. I'm interested. What was your journey like playing these Atari games? All right. Were there any that you liked? I'll talk about it. Um, So yeah, I played the Atari Collection to talk about some Nintendo Switch games. Listeners, (laughs) does it run good on Switch? It runs great on Switch. (laughs) Let me tell you guys. So many frames, so much FPS, so many teraflops have gone into the Atari Collection. Um, I got this game. Because because I made so much fun of it um, on the Player One podcast and for CJ and the crew and for Delvin, who got it. And they really, honestly, they sold me on it. They kind of talked me into it. Um, I'll say some nice things about it. But, I mean, ultimately, what it comes down to is I just have no, I'm too young to have any appreciation for any of this. Yes. You know, like I didn't grow up with it. So there's no nostalgic for part of me for me. It's all just objective you know, like I told the story of the past, there were many years ago, I found a GameCube collection at a flea market, like this insane collection. And I brought it home and I was like going to become a GameCube collector and get my kids into GameCube. And my kids played it and they hated it. They were like, what is this mm. trash? You know, and I was oh, like, how no. dare you? And now I understand how how others feel when I tell that story, because this is probably how CJ and the gang felt when I made fun of this stuff. Yeah, um the Atari stuff, though, is hard to play. Um, so the good stuff about it, the reason that I bought it is there is a cool little um, timeline here, Rebecca. Show you, get you in on this, where you can walk through like an, it's like a, I would call it like an interactive documentary kind of. So you walk through a timeline of releases and okay. in between these releases, they've got like little blurbs or photos or, or interviews um, they're all kind of bite-sized, maybe two, three, five minutes a piece. Sometimes they have like old archive footage from like the seventies and the sixties that they I like that stuff. Play. Yeah, it's really cool. So in that regard, it's worth it. It's worth it for the ten dollars that I spent on it. Um, and then in between this timeline, you can play the game. So like you'll be like you'll come across Pong, and you can just press a button to play Pong. When you don't want to do that at any point in time, you can also just pick play the library and you can just zip through the library of the games they have. And they have have all these Atari games and you can sort them by year or by platform. Um, They're not all old. So I played all of the new ones. So they have Yars Revenge, Vector Sector Reimagined, Sword Quest Reimagined, Quadra Tank Reimagined, Neo Breakout Reimagined, and Haunted Houses Reimagined. Those are all 2022 games. Yes. So they're like modern games, very, not just ROMs. I have a very but, important question. Mm-hmm. Um, the Atari game Asteroids. It's like the really old here. original one. Is that in there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because my dad was orig- like was recently asking me, like, if he could play that again somehow, like the original original, like where it's just Your black screen like and like collection. little. Yeah. There you go. He likes asteroids a lot. He likes so it for ten bucks. Yeah, here's the funny thing. This is uh, there's probably they do have the original asteroids on it, but like, I feel like half of the games that are on here is either Brick Breaker or asteroids, like redone or recloned or reskinned. Mm. <laughs> so, well, that's what Tori yeah, was. I don't. 
Oh, the original. This is the original. It came out, or I, I okay. think it's the original. Hang on. This is Asteroids. Like 79 or something. Okay, hang on. This is Asteroids on Atari 7800. It came out in 1986. Let me keep going. Um, man, there's a lot of damn games. Yeah, there's a lot. there are a lot on here. Here's Asteroids on the 2600. It came out in 1981. Here's Asteroids Deluxe, the arcade game. Um, and here's Asteroids Arcade 1979. Perfect. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about it. It has the, the Atari version and the arcade Atari version. So you can kind of play the mm. arcade version too, which is immensely better than the one. That sounds like a good collection. Has a lot. Yeah. It is a good collection. I mean, I'll give it that. If you're into this stuff, I'll give it that. It's just so many of the games that I tried to play. I tried playing football or basketball or boxing. I tried playing Haunted House. I, I honestly went through and tried to play a bunch of them. They're all so bad. Like, they're all just so, so bad. I'm like, how did anybody play any of these games? Yeah. You got to you gotta take it with a grain of salt because you got to realize that this was before Nintendo. This was before any other real game console was mm-hmm. out of this in television. And I think ColecoVision at the time. So it's like, yeah, this is what we had. <laughs> Nothing else. Like, it was groundbreaking. It was like, yeah. whoa, how do you like how do you move that with just a button? <laughs> like and I think yeah. that's the that's the cool thing about the um the little doc snippets in it is they tell you like, hey, some of this stuff we couldn't really initially do. We had to like kind of figure out ways to make certain mm-hmm. aspects or certain colors work to 100%. get this game even playable. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a they really talk about cool ripping effect. sounds off of like just off the boards and stuff to like make soundtracks for the game, like where the pong stuff came from. And the documentary has been worth it alone. Now it's hard to recommend buying the game just for that, because you could just watch that on you. Like it's just on YouTube. Um, But at the same time, I think the interactiveness of it, being able to see it on the timeline and there's more stuff in the game. That's not in the like YouTube video. Cause they, the interviews and everything have all been compiled and online. But like the images and the document files and the little extra stuff that they add to it, I think adds a lot to it as well. It gives it like a time and place. It's almost like you're you're flipping through like an old photo album, like an old, you know, an old binder um, that just the YouTube documentary doesn't do on its own. Um, it's not all for loss, though. Um, I played uh, Atari Karts, which I never heard of before. It's like Super Mario Kart, but uh, Atari. Atari Karts. Yeah. And it's good. Like that's a good game. Oh that's something gosh. that I would play. Um, <gasps> I don't know them all. Whoa. I think it's Missile Command, and there's a bunch of like Brick Breaker games. Missile Command is fun. Those are super fun. Like you, I'm always down for a Brick Breaker. It's hard to. I almost like almost cringe here myself. Like buy a game and play Brick Breaker. It's hard. I understand how hard that is to say, but like there are good things that like even somebody that me that has no appreciation for the older stuff. I, I there are good Cuba's things that I'm finding too. to play. If I remember um, correctly, I don't remember seeing that one. Um, I don't well, like they, Vector Sector. I learned that. Like, I'm not into that. <laughs> they, um, that's the dot. They tell an interesting story about how they made, like, I don't know if you know this, but the arcade version of Qbert, if you fell off the um, the platform, it would make a loud thump noise, like a boom, like a table in the arcade. Mm. And they made that by, like, um, Put like a, a pinball machine piece inside the Cuban arcade cabinet. So when you fell off, it actually felt like sound like somebody actually falling off the game board. Wow! Make the noise. It was, it was pretty cool. Pretty kind all of this little revolutionary for the time. Magic tricks that they would yeah. do. It was all just very gimmicky. It's very like old school video games. Is very like close to 
like magicians, right? All this like sleight of hand, yes, you know, change like smoke and mirrors, like kind of carny stuff. It's like very carnival fairgrounds type stuff. Um, I played basket brawl, which is all the sports games are terrible, but I want to talk about because I don't want to talk about this forever, but I do want to talk about one thing. There's a game on here called Ninja Golf. That is one of the wildest shit. This is the most wild shit I've ever played. Yep. I knew Donnie was going to catch this game. So you're a ninja. That is correct. <laughs> like full-blown 1980s ninja, right? The whole getup wow. and everything sword. You're a ninja and you start the game and you're greeted by a screen with a dragon that says after many long years of ninja training, you are finally ready for the most difficult test of go- uh, of all nine holes of golf. <laughs> and Rebecca, your character runs out there as a ninja and you square up to hit a golf ball and you aim the, the line on the golf course and you press the B button. And it hits the ball. And then immediately after hitting the ball, the ninja takes off running. And it, as you run, it's a two, it's a 2d game, a side scroller of a ninja fight. These people come out of the ground and they come out of the back and you fight each other. You do ninja kicks and you throw stars and then you get to the ball and then you hit it again and then you go do it again. And then when you get to the end to like put the ball to get in the hole, you fight a dragon that shoots fireballs at you. I was like, what the fuck is this idea? That actually sounds really fun. They need to remake this. Somebody bring back Ninja Golf. (laughs) (laughs) This is better than Mario Golf. So it's yeah. it's not all for loss, um, but it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, for ten bucks, I can't be too upset about it. Like I'm glad I have it. Uh, I am going to finish the documentary. Me and Jack had a lot of fun playing scrapyard dog. Honestly, just making fun of all this stuff. And and oh, I yeah, and my, dog. and I don't retract anything that I said to to CJ. <laughs> like playing the the old stuff. Like everything pre nineteen like eighty nine is really hard to play. Unless it's like arcade game, like Centipede, you know, or, or Galaga or like the little clone. There's a lot of clones out there. Um, but you know what? You know what Atari did great, which I don't think is any. This isn't selling anybody. But damn, the box art on this stuff is epic. It's amazing. Isn't it? Back it's then, really cool. the box art did not reflect what the game looked like at all. At all. And we need to go back to that. <laughs> like, I just want artist renditions of like these things. How great would it be to have on a shelf? To like yeah. just look at your game collection in this way. Somebody should make Atari S mm-hmm. covers for like new games, like Nintendo Switch games and PlayStation 4 idea. games. And you just make an Atari S. Cool. Like I would buy that and literally just reskin my stuff. Can you imagine having like one kind of like connected set of covers that all look the yeah, same and everything? Cool. This it stuff looked, is incredible. It looked like what the 80s thought the future would look like. And it's yeah. so weird, but it's so cool at the same time. Like, oh, this is like the super breakout, which is just brick breaker. And like this cover looks incredible. It's like, yeah. I want to play that. And it's just brick breaker. So, yeah, I had fun with the Tari collection. Cool. I'm, I'm glad you had fun with it. Yeah. Ninja golf for the win. There you go. Save the yeah. whole thing. The whole investment has been <laughs> saved. It's like discovered Ninja golf. <laughs> Scrapyard dog's weird. It's so weird. Dude, like some a lot of this stuff is weird. Their sports games are terrible. They're really bad. They're so bad. I'm like, how do people even do this? My, no my son, when I were playing, he was like, "What even? What is? What is? What is this? <laughs> what are we looking at? What is that character?" 
I posted some Johnny, screenshots. For next, Go ahead. For, for next week, try ET and then let us know what you think about that one. I don't think that was on there. Yeah, as I say, I haven't seen oh, that it's one. Not. I didn't come across that one. Yet. Oh, okay, okay. Because it's the Which is kind thing. of interesting it because be. they have prototypes and stuff. They've unreleased things that are on here that you know that never that never were, I think, officially released are on here. But yeah, ET isn't. That should have been on there. That's the mission that they they should try to figure out a way to get that on. I guess part two of the collection or whatever they. You have they, to buy that console. Oh yeah, I'm getting the console, but I'm not paying. Are you? Are you really? I'm not paying for it. It's, it's going to be a gift. I, <laughs> I love the aesthetic of the Atari Twenty Six Hundred in general. Nah, I get you. Something it's to like, throw like on the thing. It's a talking point. Yeah, if nothing yeah else. definitely. That would that used to be my like console back in the day when I was a kid. Like I'm probably like what six years. Just it does have a very play. iconic look to it. Just don't ask to play anything on it. Like, hey, yeah, there's that part. <laughs> that's cool. Let's play it. And Delvin's like, oh, it's not hooked up. Don't. Yeah, it's not even hooked up. It's not even plugged in. We're not doing Why that. Why would I do that? <laughs> Nobody does that here. <laughs> it's good to look at. <laughs> 3D tic tac toe. That's Atari. <laughs> that's, that's Atari in a nutshell. Hey, they had a cool logo. It makes for Very some cool great logo. merch. Atari merch is, is stellar. Good branding. Anything else before we move on to the news? Nothing. I, I would love to talk to you about Under the Waves because I loved it, but it's not oh. on. Oh yeah, you Nintendo. tagged tagged me in that. It's not on Nintendo. Is it on Steam Deck? I think it, it is, is on Steam, Steam Deck. Deck, and I played yeah, it on I Ally. I played it almost one hundred percent portably. I really, hmm. really like it. It's Firewatch yeah, it underwater. I mean, it really is like the parallels there are very similar, but it's a quantic dream game. So it does quantic dream. Underwater freaks things. me out. Um, yeah. And the thing is, I think you, I think you both would really like it, but I started to wane on that recommendation a little bit as I played it because there's a bit more management. It's not just the walking sim. Like you have to maintain like your, your ship and your gas and your oxygen. And I wonder how long, like that would would play with with either of you. I'm not sure how much you guys have gotten into games like that. It's not hard, but I mean, like, there's resources I found were plenty. But you know, it's just it, it's not Firewatch. You're not just walking around getting story beats. There's a little bit more gameplay to it. You know, for some strange reason, managing oxygen in a video game gives me anxiety. Mm. <laughs> like just checking yeah. for the Think about Sonic. Yes, I think somebody did it. That's what what did it to me. I get it. Yeah, I get it. So yeah, I don't know if I could fully one hundred percent recommend to you, but I I think if either of you get it on a deal or just throw on your wish list one day, I think I don't know. I really liked it. I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Maybe it'll come to Switch. I imagine it would. Nothing about it seems unattainable for Switch. I hope so. Yeah, but that's it. Okay. Into the news. Uh, Kimia says that he planned for Bayonetta to have nine installments in a full Bayonetta saga, but he'll take those ideas to the grave, he says. Damn. Yep. Uh, Though he does expect that Platinum will keep the series going without him. I don't think he's going to live long enough to have nine full installments, seeing how long it was between three and four. Damn. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying. 
or two and three. The last one was three, three. right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. between two and three. I know what you meant. I got it. Um, yeah, that's that's a wild thing. Nine. You'd have to do six more. Um, it was nice. At least he. I think a lot of people were worried that like he had no rights to Bayonetta, so I never expected that they would. They're not going to stop making Bayonetta games, not as long as they have a publisher. As long as Nintendo keeps, you know, putting money in the in the furnace, they'll keep making it. So. They will. Yeah, as long as it's profitable. Did uh did Bayo three sell well enough to predict that there will be six more games? <laughs> That's a really good question. That is a good question. I don't think Bayonetta sold well, but but the thing about that is Bayonetta two, like none of them sell well. Yeah, uh, it doesn't really need to. Well. It's over a million, which I think is okay. That's what two was. So it's that's over all a million. The needs to be. Yeah, it probably is. That's probably right. Um, if they can be made, I think Bayonetta is in a in a it's in a like a sweet spot with Nintendo where it has to be kind of made probably on a budget. You know, like you can't just be. They're not going to mm-hmm. throw hundreds of millions of dollars into a Bayonetta project. So if they can keep making it you know, conservatively, like fiscally conservatively, keep I think the they'll keep down. making them. Yeah. Keep yeah. the cost down because I think it, I've, I mean, I've said this for years, it fits a hole that Nintendo, like there's value for Nintendo to be associated with the brand. It gives them a hardcore game like Metroid that appeals to, you know, uh, a more devout enthusiast gamer. It's not the casual approach. Um, so for every, um, I was going to say, I just completely forgot for every, what was the damn workout game that they made? Just forgot the name of it. Workout with the game. with the ring fit. fit for every ring fit adventure and every everybody one two switch and all that. They need a bayonetta to kind of counteract that stuff every now and again. So I think it makes sense for Nintendo to stay in the business. Plus, it's second party, right? They're not fronting the cost mm-hmm. for the development or the the HR or the the PR or any of that. So it's they can just um, pay them to make the game and then put it in Nintendo Direct. Done deal. Yeah. Easy. Speaking okay. of everybody's one two switch, I saw that on sale for twenty dollars. And I was like, absolutely not. See, that's the <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't pay two dollars for that. I would for Gollum, but not for that. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. That's one that should have been pre-installed on the Switch on March 3rd, 2017. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want this icon on my switch. Get this shit off here. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo announced that Jet Force Gemini will be coming to Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack for the N64 library in December. Okay, I just need everybody to know that when oh. uh, they announced this, I have a group chat where I am the second oldest person in it, and most of the people in it are like oh in the early. Oh my god! <laughs> That's statutory. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, what? They're early. What? What are you talking about? Just joking. <laughs> They're all adults. That was adults. a good joke, though, wasn't it? That was, a good... uh, uh, <laughs> that was oh. not. It's not a good oh. joke. Rebecca's hanging out with seventh graders. Like, Rebecca, is this well, your karate you class? Like, <laughs> no, you would think because. They posted Jeff Force Gemini, the announcement, and they're like, this is a Rebecca ass looking game. And I'm like, what does that mean? And um, none of them had heard. I was like, I thought Jet Force Gemini was already on Nintendo Switch Online. And they're like, you would know what Jet Force Gemini is. Like the fact that you even heard of wow. this game before. Like, what is this game? What's coming people. next? Okay, boomer. Like, like helicopter. Rebecca, ICs? do you run? Like, 
do you run like a Girl Scout troop? Is that this this group chat? I'm trying to figure no. out. The <laughs> just, 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 just think about the juxtaposition right now. They're just, just zoomers. They're about Gen Z kids. Atari, which I was alive for. <laughs> like, like, well, it made me feel killer. old. I was alive for They think I'm old. They think I'm old. I never even played Jeff Force Gemini just because I knew it existed. This hurts. This anyway. Just hurts. hurts my soul. Yeah, because the young people think that I'm old, so they probably think you're ancient. Yeah. We do. Like, we do think like, he's ancient. Like, Scooby, <laughs> sir, did you know Jesus? <laughs> Definitely ancient. Anyway, that's not the interesting part of this announcement. The interesting part is that Nintendo has announced that there is a new N64 online app in Japan that's an 18 plus variant so that they can have games like Jet Force Gemini and GoldenEye 007. Those are the 18 plus games in Japan. And so that'll come out for, uh, for the Japan region on the 30, on November 30th. They're gonna have the adult or Z rating in Japan, so that's why they have to have the alternate app because you can you have to be an adult to download that one. Delvin, I got excited at first when I saw the headline of an adult-only Nintendo Switch app. I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I read oh. it, and I was like, oh, "Never mind." <laughs> <laughs> the, the risky Jet Force Gemini. <laughs> I'll stay and on Golden Eye. Ooh, <laughs> they have guns. I thought some there. of those Steam games were about to come over to Switch. And I was like, "Look at this!" Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the reason I have my account. <laughs> Yeah, they're yeah, rated 18 plus there because of the gun <laughs> violence, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a little uh, bit more serious over there. I love uh, I'm Thomas. also very you would angry. Know with this old ass I, that's what they said. They're like, you would know. <laughs> you would. It's not even that uncommon. It's Jeff Force and I. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Rebecca said, gather around, children. Let me tell you the story. Jet Force and I. I was very upset because do you remember back when they announced the N64 games that would be coming to Nintendo Switch Online? They kind of roadmapped it for us. It took a whole year for all of them to come out. And finally, there was one more left. It was 1080 Snowboarding. And so I thought the next announcement was going to be 1080 Snowboarding. And it wasn't. It was Jet Force Gemini. And I'm still waiting for 1080 Snowboarding. But they did clarify that that is still scheduled to release in 2023. So I guess that'll be coming at the end of December. I had to wait that long. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, in Japan, Harvest Moon 2 and Star Twins will be also releasing before the end of 2023. So when we Did we know Jet Force was coming? It's another rare no, game, right? We didn't. Yeah, no, we like didn't. No. So are there other rare games you want to see come? Does anybody into Diddy I'm not Kong into Racing. Jet Force, Gemini. Yeah, I never Diddy played Kong. Diddy Kong would be the best. Diddy Diddy Kong would get me to resubscribe. That's That's like the only one that I still want to play. That's as much as I can say. I would subscribe for Diddy Kong just to play Mm -hmm. online with folks for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Diddy Kong would be dope. They got to know people want that. I hope so. It's so good. Anyway. Are you into into Jet Force? I've never played it. Not that great. This is one of those games that I always wanted to play, but just never played it. It looked really cool. Like, I, I think it I does look cool. I'll give it that. It does look cool. I mean, the last I played it was with Rare Replay, and I didn't like it then. I didn't like it back in the day either. So I, I don't even I'm think not I that played into Rare Replay, and I have the Rare Replay collection. I don't think I just even bothered to touch it. 
I'll too busy playing perfect. That sounds about right. I feel like that's par for the course with the Xbox fans. Like Rare Replay came out, everybody like rejoiced and was like, "Yeah, we got Rare games," and then nobody on Xbox played it. Yeah. <laughs> like you never really yeah. hear about anybody playing it. Like nobody played it. That guy just played Perfect Dark. When so Gold Knight came out, people were like, "Do I have that?" Like that's when they pulled out their Rare Replay for the first. <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, those games are kind of. Um, it's interesting how brands get associated with things and like it does feel like the rare properties just go wild just mostly unappreciated not like not for like gamers i think people that love and play games like they definitely appreciate rare replay but you know what i mean like the mass adoption like the incitement the enthusiasm that you see for certain brands that are tied like that wasn't there for xbox well yeah with, well because games a lot of people who are of a different generation don't know what the hell these games are just like they didn't know what jet force gemini was like what is this <laughs> just that yeah. it's just a different generation mm-hmm. that just don't know what these rare replay games are like oh, okay i guess this is cool yeah i think that's the thing with like with like the banjo stuff like wanting to bring back banjo and stuff it's like who are we bringing banjo for yeah you know like if you're gonna like release it on switch like if you're gonna make it multi-platform like the crash games and stuff then maybe i think maybe that makes some sense but like if you're gonna like try to like it's an exclusive, like exclusive banjo game. I don't think that does a whole lot. Yeah, and I think that's probably why they're bringing back a lot of these old licensed games because people recognize, at the very least, people recognize the name of the game. Yeah, like Bill right. and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They brought back, they bring it back. Um, the what Gargoyles remastered, all these things. Like, oh, I remember this thing, and again, people buy it because they just remember mm-hmm. the name of it. And with that, well, at least not to turn this into an Xbox point, but with Xbox's kind of approach to like Minecraft and how they treat other things, I guess it makes some sense for them to be kind of in the crash Tony Hawk banjo market because they w- they will release them on multi platform. You know, they can yeah. put them on Game Pass, but then like 007, they can put it on Switch and NSO and things like that. So it makes some sense. Maybe they can do that because I think if they did like announce like a new back to form, back to basics banjo game, like the Spyro trilogy and stuff like that, but it was on everything. Maybe there the mm-hmm. would be some hype for that, right? Like people would yeah. get excited. Yeah, I think so. Banjo's a cool character, so I think you should do something with him. I like Banjo. Yeah, he's in Smash. I like. I think it's amazing that like they did a whole trailer and everything for him in Smash, and yet we've we've yet to get the like an uh, proper game. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Uh, to answer answer the question in chat, Jess, I think I got it on Redbubble. I think. Nice. My shirt, Chrono Cross. Thank you. Uh, a couple quick headlines before we get into uh, the questions from this week. Charles Martinet will be a special guest at Nintendo Live 2024. I guess they're going to continue doing that Nintendo Live each year as they wanted to. Wasn't this year the first one or last year was, was. the first one? Yeah. Yep. Something like that. So I'm glad that he's still going to be involved and around and, you know, kind of in that role. We didn't really know what Ambassador meant He's probably just going to keep doing all the things he has been doing, to be honest. Yeah. The little voiceovers, little pictures, yeah. autographs. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it working. It's good. Mm-hmm. And then I just added this last minute. Have you heard of this Suica game? I think it's a Switch exclusive. It's this little indie about a watermelon. It's like a puzzle game. Everybody's talking about it. It's going viral. I see it on my feed Ooh. all the time. It hit 4 million downloads worldwide uh this week it only costs three dollars everybody's talking about suika game if am i saying that right suika i mean that's what it looks like i don't know four million it just came out like this is a really big deal for an indie game 
I mean, that's yeah, that's tens of millions of dollars at three bucks a pop. Yeah, it's got online leaderboards. Yeah, Circle of Evolution. I didn't know if either of you guys had heard of it or this is the first I've ever heard it or seen it. Really, it's like going viral, like everybody's talking about it. Well, you know, Rebecca, we're not tuned into the streets. Absolutely, you know, not. like we're not. We don't have, you know, DM groups of of children yelling at us about all games. Yeah. <laughs> Suica game is a puzzle game focused on stacking objects in a confined space, reminiscent to Tetris. The player, oh. represented as a cloud called Poppy, is tasked with dropping a wide range of fruits in a box and aim for the highest score without having a single fruit cross the line at the top of the box and overflowing out, or else the game would end. Player must match two types of fruits. Okay, so it is kind of like like a Tetris type. It's like game. yeah, it's circular Tetris. But I guess yeah. you got to match the colors and but the difference is like the twist is that the blocks aren't the same size. Like some of them are really big and some of them are really small. So the fruits are are kind of different. Um it's interesting. Um yeah. Yeah, but I'm I just want to stick it. that in there because I know not just people are talking about it but 4 million downloads is a really big deal for for uh, I mean for an indie? That's a huge that's hit. You know, 3 like I said, $3 a pop. You got that many? I mean, that's a it's a lot of money. One million like, would be a big deal. Yeah, Four million. Like, it, that probably changed their their life. Like, like you know, like overnight, yeah, like least, in a couple yeah. months. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a that's a really cool story. I'm trying to see when it came out. It was pretty recently. Oh no, actually, oh, wait, I did not know this. It came out. It came out December 2021, but mm, I think it's oh. just blowing up now. Like it's like going uh, viral and blowing up now. Like. Folks kind of in like the chat are saying Sean and Carpool have been on this one, so maybe that's we've been huh. talking about this one a little bit as well. Oh, okay. No, for, they were into that um remember. that trombone game too as well, right? That went like viral and stuff. Yeah, that they, blew up too. They dabble more into that than at least than I do. I'm I don't yeah. really get into that type of stuff. Yeah. Is it like is it popular on stream? Is that like maybe a part of it? Or is it just, just I don't kind know. Of I haven't seen it on Probably. stream. I've just seen people posting about it on like Twitter and stuff. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Okay. us with some questions, Donnie. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I I didn't put out for questions on on Twitter. This this so it's straight from it's the Discord. Still got a good amount of. Them. I kind of forgot. <laughs> like I was sitting there yesterday. And I was like, oh, we got to do a podcast in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, after hearing Rebecca's take on Splatoon three, what do you think Nintendo needs to do differently with the next Splatoon game that comes from Jared? Jared, I need them to like give us a spinoff. That's what I wanted in between two and three. Well, I didn't, I didn't know that we would be getting three so soon. But I think it's time for them to give us a spinoff. Give us like a two D platformer. Give us like a rhythm game. Give us the tactical game. Something I don't know. Just build the lore a little bit more. That's like the best of Splatoon when they do that. I think the problem is they are giving so much of us like the same, the same, the same. And like, we're waiting for the DLC and we're not hearing anything about the DLC. And it's just like the same kind of boring splat fests, like over and over and over again. And it doesn't even feel like with the splat fest that when we play them, that it even like really makes a difference. Like this past splat fest team, handshake one i think maybe and like all i didn't participate in it but everybody was saying like they didn't even run into any 
handshake team handshake battles the entire time that they played. Like they were not winning the whole time. And then all of a sudden at the end, they just like magically won. Like it doesn't feel very like transparent or fun or like anything like that. Um, and it's just like over and over and over again. They're just giving us more Splatfest. I think that they need to, they, they really had a good thing going with the, these challenges that they added. But the problem is like nobody knows when the challenges are. They're only for like a two hour window. Like the time of all of these events is just so limited. Like they did a good thing from two Splatoon 2 to Splatoon 3 where they made Salmon Run available at all times. Remember when Salmon Run was only available yeah. for like certain, you know, windows of time? Like that sucked. So they did better with that, but these challenges need to be open for like much longer times. Like everything just feels so time limited. The stages, like I don't want to go on and play the same two stages for two hours. You know what I mean? Like make it so that all of the stages are available. Maybe you vote, maybe like, I don't know. There needs to be like a whole toss up of the way that the game is like organized, I guess, or structured. Um, it just feels like it's so much of the same. And then after one year, like I have no reason to keep working towards the catalogs anymore because they're just repeating what was in last year's catalog. So like the fall season catalog from last year is the same. This, this current fall catalog is the same as last year's. So I already got, all of the stuff that I wanted out of that catalog. Why would I go do it again? There's no reason. Like, there's not new items. There's some, but, like, most of them aren't. And it just doesn't feel like they're rolling out, like, enough weapons and, like, new things. I don't know. It just feels so boring. So I guess that's, like, a really long-winded way to say, like, I feel like for the next one, don't put it out until, like, you're ready to support it. Like, a live service game, the way that 2 was. Um, maybe take some time and like, I don't know, do something a little different in the meantime. I don't know. I just really, I, I think I'm going to jump back into it when the DLC comes out. Cause I'm really excited about the DLC. Yeah. That one? It's going to be a new single player story and it's going to be like really tough. An expansive single player story that I can get into. Or just better, That's what just the DLC is going to be. Just do, I mean, just that's do what this. three was, I think. Yeah. Just do Splatoon mixed with Far Cry. Give me an open world Splatoon map. Open world Splatoon game. I can go around this single player and just, hey, you that's what the power of the area. Switch 2 will bring us. Yes. Open you imagine world Splatoon, baby. we see Splatoon, Splat Kid, and then the camera, like it does the PlayStation thing, the camera zips yeah. around him and he looks <laughs> around and, like, he wants. <laughs> oh, man. That would see? get Nintendo fans so hyped. <laughs> Yeah, just oh open world for two, baby. Uh, can somebody fan world. make that. I need a <laughs> fan made trailer of open world Splatoon game. Yeah, that's good. Um. Oh, yeah, and the Splatfest themes are boring. That's the last oh, thing that yeah, I want to say. Course, They're boring. Like the first couple ones were so good. Like Kyle brought up in chat about how, like the you know when last year when they did Team Grass, Team Fire, Team Water for like the Pokemon starters, like that was pretty cool because like people have actual opinions on that. Sure. Uh, there was another one that they did based on something else. Oh, the Team Power, Wisdom, and Courage for the Zelda oh, Splatfest. Nice. Mm-hmm. Like that was pretty cool. Um, nobody cares about Team Handshake, Fist Bump, or Hug team for fist. their favorite greeting. Like, it's just so boring. 
Yeah, it's so right. boring. I, I don't right. want to even join. I don't have that strong of an opinion. Like, please. Yeah, do something interesting. Do like I would love to team. give you grand plans like Delvin, but I think we all know that you're just not going to do that. Of course not. You know, like it's it's one of those things where I've um it's just the Splatoon is tired. It's boring and it's old and it's just rehashed and it's been redone. And I'm like, I just am not interested. Spinoff is an interesting idea. You could take it a bunch of different ways. Um, do a platformer. You could do more of an adventure game. Do a Splatoon kart racer. Splatoon can do a lot of crazy That'd things. There's enough characters mode and stuff. Yeah, I think they could. Um, it's just like the grind. Like at this point, like once you've played so much, it just turns into like this endless grind where like you're not getting anything that no is rewards. like that much better than what you already yeah, there's have. There's nothing worth grinding for. That's the problem. So yeah, it's just a, yeah. an endless grind of like not that much better. If we had our way, if I ran Splatoon, I mean, I would adopt a lot of the live service stuff that other shooters are doing, right? Like I would add mm-hmm. their gear. I would have seasonal licensed gear. I would have mario tie-ins mm-hmm. and animal crossing tie-ins mm-hmm. and all the stuff in that would be so big pokemon tie-ins i would have shirts and hats and character skins mm-hmm. and and i would probably do a battle pass in a season mode and instead of doing See, i would not want to miss that yeah i would have if seasons they, if where they like incorporated this season other we're games. doing this mm-hmm. mode or this challenge and then this season we're doing this mode and this challenge and make it a live i'd be on there every weekend on an event um but mm-hmm. it's not and i don't think they're going to that's the problem <laughs> they're not going to do any of that. Um, so I don't know. Like, I've just kind of, I have like apathy for Splatoon, like the, the series. Like right now, if they announced a Splatoon 4 and it was more of the same, I don't think I'd even be interested in buying it. Like, I just don't, you know, and I like Splatoon 3 single player a lot. I said that and I played it a lot, mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. I just, I've done it. That was good. I've just done it. I've done it. I've done it over and over again, you know, like. I don't know what else to do. Like, I think the Splatoon property is probably Nintendo's best IP, like new IP, maybe like the last 20 years. There's a mm-hmm. lot to be done there. I'm surprised we don't have a Splatoon mobile game. Like, I think Splatoon just makes a lot of money, like wherever you put it and whatever you do with it. Um, it's so big in Japan. Right. Right. And I think that's kind of, I think there's a part of them that's like, they're scared to dip too far into the live service zone. Because then you're starting to adopt like free to play things and they don't want to do that. They want you to pay $60, $70 to play Splatoon. But at the same time, like they also don't want to differ from what has made them, what's made Splatoon Splatoon. Right? Splatoon is very successful and popular in Japan. They don't but want they to can, they can, break away yeah. from that too much. They can definitely keep the core gameplay of it, but do what you said. Like I would not want to miss a week of playing if they had like other Nintendo exclusive items. Like if I could work towards, you know, get so many points to get, you know, like a link cap or something. It's such a great cross promotion tactic with every release. They don't even need rights to it. It's theirs. (laughs) If they had like a Wario theme Splatfest when Wario dropped, that's so good for Wario. Like Mm -hmm. that's so good for Mm -hmm. other game. Like every first party Nintendo game, should have Splatoon tie-in and content and events and whatever you can, like Smash, like Smash. Honestly, like Smash, they could lean more into competitive aspects. They could have like global rankings and all kinds of stuff like that. Like you could get really into the competitive scene with it a bit more. I don't know. There's a lot of things that they can do with it, but like to me, it feels like 
like Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, you could say almost all these same things about, and they just don't do it. So yeah. I don't know. They maybe because they don't have to. It might be that because they don't have to do it, so they won't. Like there's no need to go that hard with it because what they're doing, you know, for all of our complaints about it, what they've done has worked. Splatoon three sold well, right? Sold Gangbusters had its own system mm-hmm. and everything. Like so, they don't have. And to. I don't think they need, you know, because it is nothing else costs money. Like it is just everything that they're putting into the game. It's just free for us. They're not getting anything out of it. So they don't really have any incentive to keep it going as a live service game. They've already yeah. made their money. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're as invested on the human resource side as like a, like a Fortnite or some of these kind of ongoing things are, you know, they're not dedicating the amount of teams, the amount of people to keep, you know, a cycle like that going. And it's a shame because I definitely think I would rather see like the next switch system, just get Splatoon. And it's like, this is the Splatoon for Switch 2. And it's only going to be here. And we're just going to do the one. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to keep working yeah. like, you know, just like a destiny approach. We're just going to keep expanding it, adding new modes, adding new content, adding anything. You're like, you're going to buy this game. And it's just going to keep getting better and better and better and better. Yeah. Um, but I don't, but again, I would like it's, that too. It's so not the Nintendo way. Like they built a game. It was really good. And then they made three sequels out of it. Like they're just going to keep doing that and keep reselling us the game over and over again. Until we I would put way change. more than $60 into it if they made it like a live service game. I think like a lot of people would. Over time. And that's the, that's the, they could make more than that. Like that's the yeah. fallacy with their approach is that they don't realize mm-hmm. that if they created the Splatoon platform and they had like an annual or a biannual expansion, people would keep giving them the $60 if the expansion was worth it. Right. If they, if they came out and like, here's a bunch of new modes and a bunch of new content and it's $60, people would gladly pay it. They would pay yeah. for it, and then here's mm-hmm. here's new arenas, and here's some new content in the new mode. Here's another mm-hmm. $60. Like, other games do this. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, um, I would have guessed that Nintendo, and they're probably right, they probably wouldn't sell as many. You know, like, that, that's probably true. Like, I bet a Splatoon 4 sells more than a Splatoon 3 expansion. You know, a Splatoon 5 probably. sells more. Yeah, than you're probably so that's right. A, that's probably why. That's probably why they don't do that, so whatever it is what it is it's a, it's it is kind of a sad to see splatoon splatoon kind of go down this this route um because when splatoon showed up for the first time it was so exciting that nintendo was. was making a shooter that it was so fresh it was so new it was so novel we didn't play anything like it and then here we are what not even 10 years later and we're like this is so tired and it's so boring and it's so in need of a makeover. Like it's so sad to see that. We're, it's still already. my second favorite game franchise. I love to hate it. I hate to love it. It's just it's just the way it is. The game itself, the core game is great. It's still great. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Maybe honestly, I wonder about this. Let's let me think much smaller. What about a, just a really major aesthetic change? That could work. Like a, oh, like no. a really different aesthetic. Mm, I like the aesthetic. I think they should just Fortnite. It'd it up, still like be Splatoon, said. but like just, just a different. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, like game to game, Nintendo properties like the aesthetic can change. It can still look like Kirby, but yeah. look like a brand new Kirby game. Yeah. Like, what if they just it did that? Hard to yeah. It's also it was, like, hard, a hard to complain. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> Splatoon's already very dark. It's right. very dark. So, like, already. what if the like, environments and the colors and they matched it? 
Well, that's what I was. So if uh, deep like Splatoon fans, hardcore Splatoon fans know that at the end of Splatoon 2, the last official Splatfest was uh, Chaos versus Order. And they would make the next game about like whichever one was victorious and so team chaos won and so most people thought that like the next game splatoon 3 was going to be like very you know representative of that like chaos like everything is like dark yeah falling apart and like apocalyptic like the the inklings revolted and like you know things like that um that was not really the case they are living in in harmony despite the chaos um (laughs) like yeah it didn't really we thought it was gonna be yeah, Dude, I thought I it was going to be like that. That's another thing. I mean, just hearing that, I was just thinking seasons. Splatoon needs seasons. Because, like, what if, let's say a season lasted, I don't know, four months. It has months. that. Does it? Yeah. So here's, It has here's a different catalog for each season. I'm not talking about that. Here's what I was thinking. What if all of these Splatfests, the side that you chose, were representative of, like, a bigger thing going on in the background? And like every time the Splatfest condition, like you were getting points for like a bigger conflict, like a bigger thing. Like what if the Splatfests were like inside of something itself? If they mattered. Yeah. It is yeah. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, I was going to say though, it is a little bit hard for me to like complain that a game has gotten boring after I've like spent 400 hours in it. Like sure. I, yeah. I just need to point that out. But like, of course, like any game is going to get boring after hundreds of hours, but it like, I feel very lucky that it has given me that much like enjoyment. Yeah, I knew it had seasons for the the gear. That's not was. I would have meant like seasons like for okay. like the the additional things that go on. Like it, the game changes and stuff. Like with with every season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, we tried. Um, P.S. How's that Detective Pikachu too, Delvin? I haven't had time to play it. I've been playing everything else. I honestly would love to know if you like Gollum more or less than Detective Pikachu. I'll let you know when I get Gollum. I think it's supposed to come this week. I ordered off of, uh, what is that site called? Woot, I think it's called. Yeah, a little Amazon kind of warehouse site. Exactly, yeah. It's like Amazon site to get rid of everything that they can't sell. Exactly. And, and with them, they're like, we'll send it to you when we feel like sending it to you. Totally it's not like it's, like it's like two days shipping. It's like, nah, you'll get it when you get it. <laughs> ah, sorry, I, I read over a TPR's first question. Which existing Switch game most sorely needs a glow up? I think we Mario just Strikers it, Battle League or Mario Golf Super Rush? Ooh, out of those two? That's a good question. Golf? Probably because golf. Strikers is just like, there's nothing saving that one. I think we'll still haven't played it. Golf. Got to me, and I still haven't played. I got to play it. I forgot all about it. I got to get strikers and give it a try. Have fun. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what else you could. I mean, I know what I would do to Super Mario Golf. I don't think that's going to happen. But my memory serves. Strikers just didn't have anything, right? Just very bare bones content wise, like maps and characters and modes and stuff. Cool. So I think the uh-huh. easiest to add a lot to would be strikers. Like if they just added two new modes and eight new maps and two new characters, people would be excited for strikers. Yeah. Just do something. <laughs> I assume the gameplay in Strikers was good. Like, if I remember, people liked playing it. It just wasn't a whole lot there. Which, sadly, it's been par for the course with, like, Camelot and Nintendo games. Like, they've really been doing, like, these bare-bone things lately. Like, the last couple of years, right? Yeah. We've seen that over and over. And we saw that with tennis. And we saw, like, like, oh, we'll add some more to it. But, like, 
We gotta stop it buying. It does seem things. like it's becoming kind of common, like, hey, like a trend. Know? Yeah, yeah. We yeah, were on a good run, like four or five of these things. Like, oh, it's got a couple modes and a couple of characters, and like it's not nearly what they used to do. So maybe again, because they don't have to, right? It kind of goes back to that Splatoon thing, because they don't have to, because they're not trying hard to sell consoles, because they're not trying hard to sell games, because like because the, whatever they put out there is selling. They don't have mm-hmm. to, so they're not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that really is what's what's driving Splatoon being Splatoon. They don't have to do anything. They just fucking reskin that thing again, create one new map, and Splatoon 4, <laughs> 25 million copies sold. You know, like, you know, like, until that's, it's the Pokemon thing, right? Like, if there's nothing, if there's no drive to it to be better, then it won't. It won't change. So. Um... Gamer Guy Lou says, how was everyone's Thanksgiving? Also, are there any Nintendo games that you're hoping to finish by the end of the year that you haven't yet? Let me pop my Switch open. Uh, um, that I'm Nintendo games that I'm hoping to finish by the end of the year. Um, Tears of the Kingdom for me. I'm almost with that one. Yeah, you have to. You got to get there, man. Nintendo games, I don't think so. I'm not going to like f- even worry about getting through all of Mario RPG because I've already played that game. So I was thinking of Pikmin, but I don't think I'm going to finish Pikmin. Oh, I'll finish Pikmin. It's not that long. It's you worth think? it. It's, it's not that I don't yeah. want to. It's just that uh, on my list of things to play, Pikmin 4 is like 24. Like It's so far down the list of things. You should. That I want you should play. play it. Maybe one day. I don't think I'm going to. Not by I the think end. I'm of done year. My Nintendo Definitely games not by the end. Of the year. I have got games on Switch that I want to finish. Like, all right, my answer to this is not a Nintendo game. So, I'm sorry, gamer guy. Um, uh oh. I want to get into Metal Gear. Metal like, Gear. I bought it. I'm so excited for it. Like, I want to play it. And I'm kind of hoping to use this break as some time to like get into Metal. Like, I just want to get into Metal Gear and just start playing and be left alone and like I don't have to worry about anything or new releases or anything. I just want to play some Metal Gear. Um, so that would be like my answer. Okay. Did you ever play the original Metal Gear? Like the NES I did one? on when they announced this collection. I tried to play the NES one on my 360 collection on Xbox One, and it's just terrible. I'm not playing the old game. That that's that's how I first got into Metal Gear. It's it's uh, I know I I'm that one. I'm the world's worst in. at trying to like bring. And I I've always found that to be somewhat um, a juxtaposition. When you hear a lot of Nintendo podcasts, at least when I have, I don't know. I'm not trying to make a blanket statement. My experience with Nintendo-centric podcasts is they tend to really romanticize the past, like almost unanimously. All of them are like how great the NES is. And because I do the show, I mean, I don't want to speak for, I'm not going to speak for you guys, but you guys let me know what you think. But because I've done the show that's never been Nintendo Shack, and I don't know if that's why people like us or not, but I've always wondered if that's like maybe a separating voice for us because I have no affinity for, you know, games probably, to be honest with you, probably like pre Super Nintendo outside of a few. I'm not saying they're all bad, right? I'm not, I wouldn't never, never say that. But like the love that like a lot of Nintendo podcasts seem to be like wrapped up in like 90s, you know, nostalgia. They talk about the arcades and you know, the games from the eighties that they got, you know, late thing and stuff like that. And that's just never really been our thing. So yeah, 
you know, as much as I love Metal Gear, like I tried playing, I was like, I'm not playing this. I played for fucking hours. Like, absolutely not. This is awful. <laughs> I'm going to try it again because I haven't played that one in so long. I'm probably a kid. It's such a grind, man. It is. It is definitely a grind. Any other yeah. games were made for you to play for like months and months. Like, it's got to be. And I just, again, it's just, I just don't have the appreciation. I wasn't there for it. For the games that I do, like I can I can muster through it. You know, like there are old games that I like. Like I really love the original Donkey Kong. Like I'm gonna play Clock Tower. Clock Tower is a grind. You know, nobody's ever played the original Clock Tower. I got the ROM. I've played on my Super Nintendo years ago. Like my Super Nintendo Mini for anybody. I think we talked about it on Shaq years ago. It's so damn hard. Everything's like procedural and whatnot. Like it's hard to walk through. Like you really can't find a guide. It's a pain in the ass. Like I don't really enjoy the way games were made like that back in the day i can appreciate them but it's it's hard to those are hard to revisit for me i get it so yeah metal gear for me would be metal gear solid i want to play metal gear and, and I, but here's the thing i played metal gear solid was it last year we talked about it on pc yeah so i think i want to start with two and play two and three maybe because it's been a while it's been many it's been many years since i played metal gear 2 i played metal gear oh. 3 maybe five years ago but it's been a long time since I played Metal Gear 2. So. Sorry for the tangent. Oh, that was a good tangent. Any others? I can't think no? of right now. Pikmin would be the Nintendo game for me. Like one day I would like to go back and finish Pikmin. It just won't be soon. Not the tis not this day. Okay. Um John32 says, my only question is, did Rebecca try Wonder? And what did she think? Not yet, because I got so sucked up in Steam Deck stuff. (laughs) However. I'm going to throw that Steam Deck in the Delaware River. Are you kidding me? Listen, I was traveling. I was doing other stuff. Um, She's like, oh, finish Pikmin 4. Play Pikmin 4, Donnie. How dare you? (laughs) Listen, just for John 32, I will play it this week. And just I for him? Week, what I think. Just for him. For him? <laughs> for him. The habitual disrespect displayed by my co-host on the show. Wow. I was waiting for John 32 specifically to ask what I thought about Wonder before I decided to play it. There you go, John 32. <sighs> Kyle the Pug says, what's everyone's go-to Christmas dinner? If you had to invite any Nintendo character over for Christmas dinner, Kyle, what is with these fucking questions, man? <laughs> I like ham or lasagna. Dude, I'm down for lasagna for Christmas. Yeah. That sounds amazing. That does sound good. Mm-hmm. My dad makes a really good one with ground turkey. It's so delicious. Mm. I'm down for whatever people cooking on Christmas. I don't know. We, as long as it's not you cooking? Yeah, as long as it's not me cooking. I'm, <laughs> I'm all for it. Like, hey, whatever y'all feel like cooking, bring it on. Uh, what my daughter is very adamant that we eat ham on Christmas. So oh, okay, I guess that's got to be it. Like, I honestly don't think of uh, like what a Christmas meal is. I don't think of it like in Thanksgiving that way for me. I eat yeah, whatever. I agree. I don't, I don't think of it like that. Yeah. Doesn't matter for me. Nintendo character I want. Who's house. coming over for Christmas? Camilla. I want Camilla to come over for Christmas. Special Fire Emblem Christmas DLC. 
<laughs> Wrapped like a present. Am I right, Garrett? Where's Garrett? There, there you go. <laughs> Bayonetta. Let that come over. Come oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's start a little controversy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's coming over, Bex? Um, uh, Zelda. There you mm-hmm. go. Surprised I might pick Wario or Wall Wall Luigi or anybody like that. Come over there and fuck up your Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brendan says, "Are there any games that have you that you've used cross save feature with on Switch?" I just tried it with Hades so I can free my Switch up to play single player games. Cross Nintendo save? Cross-play, cross save games. Mm, I don't I think, think I so. I've definitely done cross play, but I don't think I've used cross save. I'm looking it up now. Nintendo games with cross save because I don't think I have either. I don't either. Cross save. Well, you know what? Fortnite. I guess that counts. Yeah. I don't ever thought about it, but it does count. So that would be one. I guess I used to with Rocket League. Yeah, that'd be another one. Yeah. There are surprisingly more than I thought. This is a list that you can actually scroll. The Witcher. I forgot about it. That's cross. Oh, yeah. I, I Did I do it for The Witcher? I think. No, no, no. I didn't do it for Switch. I did it for um, PS3. You can do it with yeah. Civ. You can do it with Rocket League. Minecraft. Immortals Phoenix Rising. I did not know about Huh. I guess that makes sense because all the Ubisoft mm-hmm. stuff is cross save. That makes sense. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite, Divinity, Dauntless, Damon X Machina. So, got that going for you. I probably did it for Fortnite now that I think about it. I would have done it for Immortals Phoenix Rising, but I played the demo on Switch and it was bad. <laughs> it was not great. I was like, woof. Uh, this game takes a severe hit over here on Switchland. TJ writes, do you think Nintendo will announce or show a new game at the Game Awards? We haven't really talked about Nintendo at the Game Awards. They're nominated for, like, everything. They'll clean up a bunch. Yeah. What are you thinking, Bex? Um, Metro yes. Prime. No. I was going to say yes, too. Silk Song. What do we Something think? small. Splatoon DLC. The Splatoon DLC would be cool. That'd be cool. That makes some sense. I think it's going to be like one of their like B listers. Princess Peach's Showtime. Nah. Do you think it'd be a new game announcement or like a a date for a game that's already been unveiled? <laughs> I think if it's a new game, it's gonna, it's gonna be like a B lister kind of thing. Arms too. No, I'm here for it. Legs. <laughs> the I don't know. Arms. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't even really. It's interesting. I haven't really given a whole lot of thought to Nintendo the Game Awards because I normally don't. It'd be nice. Um, <laughs> Be nice to imagine they did like the Wind Waker announcement. Wind Waker. That'd be cool. Twilight Princess. I mean, I'm I'm trying not to get my hopes up for Nintendo right now because I think this year is the year that we think it's going to be. Like they've got a right, like they've got 
weeks and games. They've got a nice little lineup here, but like we all know that like there's a there's a means to an end here. We're getting to the next console. So I'm not expecting mm-hmm. to be like Metro Prime 4 or new 3D Mario. Like I don't expect to hear any really big things until we hear about the next system. I mean, I guess they could talk about Metroid without talking about the next system. Because they announced it for Switch. They could. They could, they could. they could show us like a teaser trailer for yeah, it. And like yeah. we'll spe- you'll see like 20 minute long YouTube videos speculating frame by frame about how it can't run on the current Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could. I just I don't expect them to do that at the Game Awards, personally. I just don't think they're gonna give Jeff that much. Yeah. And they're not gonna they would never do their system at the Game Awards, right? I don't Ooh. think so. I don't think well, that's gonna happen before Christmas. Neither do I. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not 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 thinking a whole lot. It's a shame Kirby. Reggie's not there. Talk about Donkey Kong. <laughs> I feel like Kirby comes out every like week. So maybe a Kirby game. Yeah. Hey man, the last Kirby game came out was great. So it was the one before. I'm, it. I'm not saying they're not bad. I'm just saying I'm a just lot saying. of them come out. It's they come on out. Curves. <laughs> they, they put them out. Hey, well, they get um, more NSO games. all right um kate says do you think nso will get more rare games in the future perfect dark banjo i forgot uh in this question is perfect dark not on it oh my gosh it's not is it i don't know (gasps) i don't have the expansion pack i don't know (laughs) banjo 2 would be cool i feel like diddy kong racing only makes sense that's the one that i really want i think I think they will because they seem to be coming like randomly without announcement. Like Goldeneye yeah. came very randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, Jet Force Gemini came very randomly. So I feel like they're like getting the rights to it and then just giving it to us. Yeah, I think that's probably right. And like Xbox yeah. has already sold these ROMs, not Diddy Kong, but like the other ROMs. So. Like, why wouldn't Xbox, like, if Xbox is going to let them do Goldeneye, why wouldn't Xbox let them do Perfect Dark? Yeah. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's only good for Perfect Dark. So, yeah. It'd be fun to put that out before they release the, the remake. Yeah, it's not like they're doing their own Perfect Dark, right? They've already done Rare Replay, and, you know, I guess they could remaster it. Like, they've remastered Quake, but those are really like Bethesda remasters. I don't think anybody at Rare is doing anything like that. So, I don't know. And it, you know, actually, now that I think about it, Perfect Dark is kind of weird because they have a Perfect Dark game in development. We have no idea when that game is coming out. Yeah, I guess they could like remap, like remake a couple Perfect Dark games to like maybe get people excited about Perfect Dark. But I think putting on NSO does the same thing. Yeah, here you uh, go. Here's Perfect Dark. Here's Perfect Dark. Yeah, I think any anything that xbox can do between now and perfect dark releasing to get people thinking about perfect dark i think is a good thing so mm-hmm. yeah so i think it'd be good for nintendo to do that and plus you know they want to i think they want to keep that partnership going Nintendo's about to get call of duty so mm-hmm. makes some sense yarden says no question i just want to hear about that sweet steam deck oled i'm really enjoying it Tell us, yeah, think, tell us more um, about the, the hardware, the impressions. Well, I think it's very easy to use, like, right out of the box. Like, I feel very good about, like, how, you know, I can um, 
like get sick. Like I did not know that all of my save files from my PC like are in the cloud and just oh, be yeah. on here. Like oh, I didn't yeah. even know that. I thought that's that I was like starting over. It. I thought it was oh, just yeah. like, that's so cool. And it does it like instantaneously. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, I feel stupid that I didn't know that. Like I feel silly that I thought that I was going to have to start new save files for everything. Um, I feel like it's all very easy and intuitive, like switching between the game mode and the desktop mode. Uh, it really is just like a little computer. You can just go and download whatever the heck you want. It runs Linux. You can install Windows. I haven't done that yet. Um, but like getting Game Pass, getting mods, like that was all just so easy. Um, it's all very intuitive. Uh, I don't know. What else What else should I talk about? Let me I ask mean, a I- question. Does the vent on the back still gets hot as hell? Um, I didn't really experience that yet. I haven't really tried too many intensive games. I feel like I'm in my indie game era right now where like okay. all I'm interested in playing are indie games. So like maybe that's not gonna happen. But um I I I haven't experienced that. I could imagine it probably happening with like more intensive games. Um I don't like these little buttons on the back. I keep uh, pressing them when I don't mean to. Um, I don't play any games that use them. Do they do anything out of the box? The buttons? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, you can map them. And Ally has them as well. They have a couple. They're really like shortcuts. Um, mine like takes screenshots or I can like task yeah. swap or change windows and things like that. I just keep because like sometimes I just hold it with one hand and then I like keep pressing them by mistake. Yeah. Oh, and I love when I take screenshots. It's just on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to send Same. it anywhere. It's just automatically there. I'm not turn you into I a PC gamer that. yet. Ah, <laughs> Beck and I, we can start the Steam check. <laughs> um, I did I under the waves. I, I was probably the maybe the first game in a while that I've done on both. I played maybe five hours of it on Ally and maybe another five hours on PC. And okay. it is always remarkable when you're hopping between and you just never have to. It's not even it's not even something you have to manually do or sing. It just is. You just press the button and there's your save and you just keep playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always nice, like that pick up and go part. How's the battery life? Oh, um, it's very good. I like I said, I play like very like not intense games so i haven't had any problem i was freaking out though in the beginning because like i said i took it on vacation with me uh on my trip and i was using just a regular USB-C charger to charge it and i noticed it was charging like really slow like i had it charged for like an hour and it went up like two percent and i'm like this does Mm. not seem right and um, then I'm like, maybe it's the outlet that I'm turning it on. Like, maybe that's just like not sending a lot of power. And I moved it and it still like wasn't. But turns out uh, it's because I was using a charger that was not the official Steam Deck charger. The mm-hmm. the USB-C that came with it charges it perfectly fast. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I have to just make sure that I'm using that official one, which is kind of annoying because like sometimes like when I'm out and about and stuff and like I just have like a USB-C charger laying around like that would be so nice to just I was gonna say, charge like, it. But I wonder what that USB-C charger was. It was like a low wattage one. It was like the switch Maybe. USB-C one or like a phone one. It was the one that I used for my phone. Yeah. So it was probably just too low of a charger. Maybe. I think if you use any, what I, I would imagine like 35 watt and up, you'll probably be fine. Like if you, if you I use didn't know the there switch was a charger, 
I bet it would be okay. Yeah. yeah um, but I, yeah, there is a difference. And I, I've only learned that from having as many hands as I do is I have a network of fast charging USB C bricks around the house. I've got this, I've got maybe 10 of them. I actually just is it the brick or the wire? It's the brick. It can be the wire. The wire okay, can have well, a that part of it, but it, it should be the brick. The brick will be the first part is making sure you have a charger that's sending a good amount of watts first and then a cable that's capable of doing it. But they should yes. come together. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think that was my problem. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I just bought um, a new cable myself because I just got a new power brick that I like, I carry with me with Ally because Ally does not have a great battery life. So I just got a new power bank. It's not that big. It's like maybe like, like this. And um, it was great. I used it with, while I was playing under the waves and for the first time ever with it, I'm getting like three, three and a half, almost to three hours, 45 minutes battery life just off the brick. And oh. then I can, I, then I can continue to keep playing on the ally for you know another hour, hour and a half. So, um, uh, game guy asked, I forget are you going to get a dock? How many... Are you going to get a dock for the steam deck? Um, no, I don't think I will just because like, if I want to play on a bigger screen, I can just pull up steam and start playing yeah. on my PC. Um, I don't really foresee myself ever wanting like to sit and do it like those games on the TV when I can just do it right here where I'm sitting right now. Um, but I could see that definitely being like useful for people who might not have that as an option. I got a question for you. So we talked about this for a little bit. You were at one point in time, you thought you might be interested in the PlayStation portal. Because you were looking yes. for a way to play your PlayStation games portably. Do you think you'll yes. shift to playing those on the Steam Deck? I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to like play around with like the remote play on there because I was not happy with it on the Logitech G Cloud. Um, I just it didn't like the, the controls. It just didn't it didn't work out right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try it. I like don't I don't think the portal does what I want it to do. Yeah, which like is a shame because like I really want a handheld for playing I mean, my PlayStation. Honestly, games. I, I was mean, just gonna say just buy the games. So that's where I was thinking. Yeah. Would you buy the games on Steam and play them on your OLED instead of the PlayStation Five? Probably, but like also that doesn't make any sense because I have a PS Five. Like when I should, I need right? I but you said it. you didn't want to play them there. Yeah, and <laughs> you plus they play them portably. And plus they're usually. <laughs> well, like, see, the thing is like. <laughs> I feel like the ga- the games that I really want to play on PlayStation Five come out like once in a blue moon, and like they are usually <laughs> they are usually like games that I do want to play on the TV. Like I played Life is Strange True Colors on my PS Five, and that was a great experience. I wanted to play that on the TV yeah, I anyway. Bet playing it on the OLED would be great. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just made a list. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I you just fired off my brain. How dare you? That person yeah. was right that yeah, you interrupted me all the time. Rebecca. I've just made a list on Steam, a collection of things that I want to replay, and the first thing that came to mind was Life is Strange and Life is Strange, particularly before the storm and then Life is Strange 2. Mm. And I was like, I kind of want to replay I, um I am getting Josh to play Life is Strange for the very first time. He just started <sighs> yesterday. So he good. Has no, he has no idea. At like, I was like, what do you know going into this? And he said, nothing. I was like, what's the character on the front? What's her name? And he was like, Stacy. <laughs> like, he doesn't wow. know. Like, he did not know anything. I would like, love to hear his thoughts on Life is Strange 2. I really enjoyed 2. I mean, I love them all. Yeah. I really enjoyed 2. And I, I'm convinced that 
if two had just released like all together, it would be thought of better. Like, I think the weight between the episodes really hurt it. Right. But if you, if you're sitting down like Josh for the first time, you just get to play it. I wonder if he's like, this is great. I don't know. Maybe he's like, this sucks. I don't know. And I think the weight between them was, uh, was worse than the weight between the first one. I didn't have to experience the weight between the first one, but I feel like it would be worse because the episodes are a little bit more disconnected from each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not like all taking place in the same spot. Um, I think he would like to, because he has a younger brother. So I wonder what his like opinion of that would be. I feel like you could relate to that more if, if you are more like the character as well. Okay. Yeah, it's been a couple years since I've played. He really liked the only he only did up to um like the very first decision that you make, like not even that far yet. He's put like maybe like an hour and he really likes the time mechanic. Yeah, I love that game so much. He's playing it on my OLED. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Jack finished. Because I wouldn't uh, let him play the remastered version. Walking Dead one and two. He's done. He's he's keeps going. He's he's kept going. I might get him on Life is Strange. Okay. He finished season one of season two? Mm-hmm. Good, yep. good, good. He kept going. Jack will get annoyed by the way that the teenage girls talk. I think so, too. Yeah, I'm not Probably. sure if he'd be into it as much. But I, I think, like, like, if you go into that, like, knowing that it's cringe and laughing at that, like, it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the music. Really. The music in Life is Strange hits so hard. I have a whole playlist for Life is Strange music on my my music library. It's very good. So it's a lot oh, of fun I to play, especially in portable. Like if you're like, it's like in my head, I was thinking like if you're somewhere, like if you're on the holidays, you're with family or somewhere and you kind of like need to escape. It's a really great game to like throw on a pair of headphones. If you're in the back of a car or hanging out or something, it's a really yeah. great game to kind of escape into. I, I need some information from Jack when you, you talk to him. I want to know what, what choices he made in episode two in our season two. Mm, okay. I'll see if I, I can't to, get I a report see for you by PSG. Who did he end up with at the end of the game? Okay. He'll, he'll know what see what about. I can do. I think he's been meaning to talk. I think he's been wanting to talk about it anyway. Oh, so excited. he kind of drops hints and stuff. So he might, he might look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, you should play. And we got a lot of people in the chat that they haven't played it. You guys should play it. I mean, I, mean, I love well, both Walking Dead, but I think a lot of people are asking about Life is Strange. Yeah. We love Life is Strange here. Yeah. Life is Strange is awesome. So, very pro Life is Strange podcast. My favorite when are we game we're going to get the next yeah. one? That's a good question. I wonder if something like that could be teased at the Game Awards. I mean, timing kind of makes sense, right? True Colors has been a couple years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was two years they, ago. They, they're working on that other game. They have a game that's coming out. The remaster sucked, though. I was so upset. That it yeah. finally came to Switch and it's like awful. Yeah, don't play the remasters. If you're playing Life is Strange for the first time, don't play the remasters. Stay away from it. September 2021. For for that. Wasn't yeah, that so lo- True Colors was 21? Yeah, it's been a minute. That's what I was thinking. Like it's <sighs> it's about that time. I actually hadn't thought about it until now. And it's about that time. But you know, they they we've got I still can't even remember. Is Deck Nine doing them going forward? Like they're the Life is Strange studio? Probably. Huh. Did Deck Nine do True Colors? Yeah. Then probably. They did. Um, don't Nod. What's Don't Nod doing? Don't Nod has a game that's coming out that just got delayed. I'm looking that up right now to see. Like, what is that game? I can't remember the damn name of it. Uh, they had a game that just came out. Um, Jusant. Jusant? Yeah. yeah. Jusant was the one that just came out. Uh, Banishers Ghosts of New Eden was the game that I was thinking about. Okay. 
That uh, one looks it's good. It's a third-person action role-playing game. Yeah, we've seen it for we've seen it a couple times, and it's delayed to February. So yeah, I think it would be Deck Nine. If we're gonna get another one, it'd probably be from them. And um, yeah, who knows? They're, like they did the Expanse, so maybe they're not. Maybe now mm-hmm. that isn't that done. Yeah, Expanse. Mm-hmm. So now that that's done, yeah, maybe they've got their attention to pull back towards the next Life is Strange game. I would love to see a teaser for the next Life is Strange game at uh, yeah. because normally they tease it at. Um, E3 is when they've always teased it and you know announced it, but obviously that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> oh my yeah. god, Deck Nine made Deck Nine made Neopets the Darkest Fairy for the PlayStation 2. I remember that game. <gasps> wow, that's I so do funny. Not. <laughs> I do. I don't think about that game. <laughs> that's so funny. They're pretty good. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. I think that's it for questions, right? Yep, that's it. All right. I will try Mario Wonder this week just for John 32 and nobody else and play on my Steam Deck and, and unfortunately go back to work after a nice break. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope so we only got one pod left. We have next week's pod. Oh, we do? To the Christmas show. <gasps> oh, shit. So okay, cool. You got one chance to do Mario. It's your last one shot, chance. Rebecca. One chance. Okay, but Delvin has to be, Del- Delvin has to be Zelda then. That's a high try. I don't try. I'm not too far from it. I'll take odds. How are we going to go into the Christmas show with you not beating it? I think that would be the greatest way to do it. I think it's the Christmas show. It's the Christmas present that he brings to everybody. Yes. Okay. You have to. That sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week. Whenever you're ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening. And I forgot the line already. What? (laughs) 